G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. It's stunning. The matzah bread itself, but they use a special tool when they're making it. They puncture holes all over it. Then they bake it, and because of all the holes, you get like these, uh, the, the, the cooking process makes it look striped and pierced. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last few programs, we've been learning about Passover and the historical Christian attitude toward Passover, the significance of what it means, how it relates to Easter as well, and the events that to commemorate Passover. We've started to learn about particular elements within the Passover meal in the last program, and we're continuing to do that same today with some really significant elements. Again, I don't think people realise the significance of these elements till you start actually looking at them and then learning how Jesus fulfilled them. You know, um, Jesus once said to the Pharisees, he said, you know, you search the Scriptures daily, or you search the Scriptures because you believe that in them you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. Everything in the Old Covenant scriptures is a prophetic picture or pointer to Christ. Mm. Now, when we read something in a genealogy, we go, does that really point to Jesus? Well, I may not be able to see it, but it is. Every element of it is pointing to Christ. So when you get to these mandatory feasts, we really need to sit up and pay attention because they're all painting this picture. Mm. Act. Actually, what's really interesting is that if you look at the seven mandatory feasts from Passover all the way through to the Feast of Tabernacles, you look at all of those, starting with the first one to the last one, it's the story of redemption. Mm. It is this picture of how God was going to redeem his people from sin and then all the way through to the fulfillment of every promise and, and, the, and all things new mm. and the welcoming back of the king, all of that. It's all seen in these seven mandatory feasts of the Lord. So we're missing out if we don't even educate us. If you don't want to celebrate them in a physical way, no problem. But at least learn about them. Okay, so we started off talking about the elements within the Passover and we got up to the four I wills from Exodus 6, 6 to 7 and how they represent the four cups of wine that are shared throughout the Passover. They are the, I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and great judgments, and I will redeem you for my people. I'll be your God. So the first cup is called the cup of sanctification. And because it's called the cup of sanctification, it's about making his people holy for himself. And um, this is him bringing them out from under the burden of the Egyptians. He's going to sanctify them, make them his own, make them holy. And, of course, remember that Jesus Christ is the one who sanctifies us. Through his blood, through the shedding of the blood, we're sanctified. He starts his process of transformation when we belong to him. And then, of course, there is a step of a hand washing. Now, this has got nothing to do with hygiene. Um, It's symbolic. It's a hand washing because um, of what God had done and made them clean. Okay, when when you're filthy and you're enslaved, 
you need cleaning. Mm. Um, it's, it, that is a polluting um, environment. It's a corrupting environment. And again, we see that this is exactly what uh, Jesus did as well. Uh, he showed incredible humility at the, what we call the Last Supper. Okay, so you've got this hand washing ceremony, but Jesus takes it a step further. He strips down to uh, something wrapped around his waist, and then he gets in front of him and he's washing their feet. That is something the lowest of the lowest of the lowest servant would do. Mm. So there was washing ceremony then too, but he was washing feet, which is quite amazing. And if you read Hebrews ten nineteen to 22, it says, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let's draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This cleansing, this water purification, again, it's not for hygiene. It's, it's symbolic. It's, and it's similar um, even to when, when we get water baptized. It's not about hygiene. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It's this symbolic cleansing and purification where we go in filthy, we die and we come out clean and mm. pure and, and brand new. Okay, then after that, there's all these symbolic um, foods on the table on what's called a Seder plate. And one of them is called the Hatzaret, or no, Hatzaret, yeah, or, or Maror. It's a green vegetable. Usually, it's, usually they use like a sprig of parsley or something. Now, the parsley is dipped in salt water, and the parsley kind of represents the bitter herbs that they were required to have with the meal um, in, in Egypt. And the Hebrews were required to eat this during the Passover Seder and dip it in salt water. And the salt represented the tears, the bitter tears of their slavery and mm. the sorrow that they experienced all that time, waiting, longing for their redemption. Now, this is also um, a portion of the Seder that sometimes um, is taken from the Song of Solomon. And that's typically a song between a man and a woman, as we know that. But there are various places in the Old Covenant where God referred to Israel as his wife and he as her husband and and the fact that he was heartbroken all the time because she would be unfaithful to him. God wanted to have his relationship restored to his people, that it would be a love relationship between them, not some legalistic thing. And, and, and let's not also forget, Jesus is called the bridegroom. Mm. And those who come to faith in him are called his bride. I mean, the, the, the typology is, is magnificent mm. and it's very significant. Uh, then we get, now this is one of my favorite bits. I hope we don't run out of time. Um, we get to the, the matzah bread, which is called the afikoma. Now, there are three pieces of matzah bread that get placed in a special bag put in the center of the table. And it's called the afikoman. Now, that's not a Hebrew word. It's a Greek word. And it means that which is to come or he is who is to come. That's what afikoman means. And what happens is, is they take the centerpiece of bread out. They're like a big square flat cracker. They break it in half. They, they wrap one part of it up and they take it. They hide it away somewhere mm. in the house. And then they get on with the meal and, and, and whatnot. And they, they don't really know why they do that. It's, there is a belief that this part of the Passover tradition was begun by Messianic Jews after Jesus was resurrected. And when you, if you a lot of uh, Orthodox or religious Jews or any Jews are asked, why did they do that? And they said, well, we don't really know. We think it could mean Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But then why would Isaac have to be 
broken in half, wrapped up and hidden away. I mean, okay, Abraham was going to sacrifice him, but he actually didn't. Mm. Um, They they really don't know, but we know Mm. that it represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that Jesus was broken, that his body was wrapped. He was buried in a tomb for three days, and then he rose, and he was alive again, and there was great Mm. rejoicing. And, I mean, it's again, this it's stunning. The matzah bread itself, um, it's basically just flour and water. But they use a special tool when they're making it. I've seen them make it, uh, and, and it rolls little holes all over it. So mm-hmm. they puncture holes all over it because the the point is with no leaven that they're not to have any bread that would rise, puff up like pride. So they make sure that there is no <laughs> rising. They punch little holes all over it, tiny little pinpricks. Then they bake it or they put it on a, like a griddle type thing. And because of all the holes, you get like these uh, – the, the, the cooking process makes it look striped mm. and pierced. Wow. And again, here's the bread of life. And you you read in Isaiah 53, it describes the, the stripes that comes on Messiah yeah. that he took for us. And in Psalm 22, describes how he was pierced for our transgressions. Yeah. Now, some would say, well, that's just a bit of a coincidence. I don't know. The rabbis say that coincidence <laughs> is not a kosher word. Yeah. <laughs> is it a coincidence? I don't know. But it is certainly the, this perfect, amazing yeah. picture of our Messiah, who is the bread of life, who came down out of heaven. He was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. Bet is house, lechem is bread. He is this bread of life that was broken. And uh, this is a very important, very significant part of the Passover Seder celebration. And I'll remind you that you can download these notes. There's so much in there. Uh, You can download the notes from the website. So I encourage you to do that, particularly for this series of Passover, and get a full understanding of what it all means to the believer. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.